Hey guys, thanks for listening. Before I dupe you into listening to this episode, I wanted to give a quick disclaimer. This is not the typical All Things Testosterone content. This is actually uh, an episode of my other podcast with my wife, Blended and Shook. Um, I wanted to throw this episode out there, allow guys uh, a sense, and girls, a sense of uh, what we do. And if you want to listen to it, listen to it. If you don't, just know that we're not talking about testosterone directly. We are talking about um, raising children. We're talking about resolving conflict. We're talking about miscommunications. Uh, we're talking about communications, and we're talking about sex. We do those things regularly uh, on Blended and Shook. So feel free to text Blended to 66866 to join that email list. I don't think this is something that I'm going to do regularly, but I did want to at least provide an opportunity for you to check out the other podcast. I do think that it's worth checking out. We've got some pretty big things happening between all things testosterone and Blended and Shook. We've um, partnered up with a fairly large uh, TikTok influencer couple in Florida. They're going to be doing some things with us, and we may even be birthing a third podcast. Either way, without further ado. So we wanted to rig up our stuff like elementary school students. When we were in the RV taking our little camping trip the other night, you said that the kids take some things that I do or say as bullying. Well, not specifically you. But we were talking about me. We were. Well, we were talking about when you raise your voice. I wouldn't say you yell, but when you raise your voice, they're not... They're not used to that in a productive way or in a warning kind of way even, I guess. So when your dad would do it before, what? how did they take that? Was it just that it was more often so, that, so they were desensitized to it? No, uh, <laughs> as I'm nodding, yes. No, <laughs> uh, I would say it was definitely more often. My dad... And he knows this. I don't think he'd mind me saying that he has had a super short temper. We lived with them for a long time. So it was like, it was a lot of pressure on him um, and a lot of blurred lines, you know, between being a father figure and a grandfather and still a father figure to me and a protector. And I'm sure that that was a lot of pressure for someone who hasn't ever been told that it's okay to express that that's a lot of pressure. So trying to deal with it on his own. But all of that to say that he had a very short temper and um, didn't, you know, most of his responses were yelling. And I think the fact that the majority of the time um, it would be about ridiculous, minuscule things. And so it did come across as, oh, he's yelling again. Oh, my gosh, let's just go away from here. Or, you know, it, it wasn't listening to what he's saying. That's the part I think that they got desensitized to because it yeah. would be <clears throat> it would be ridiculous things. Um, he's not a man who knows how to express himself very well through his words. Yeah. 
So what had happened was um, the specifics, I guess, they don't matter. I saw some something one way. Vince argued it another way. I said, in about this tone, I just saw you, blah, blah, blah. He said, whatever. And I said, be careful. Right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah, there was something after that that you said louder. I don't remember what it was. After be careful? Uh-huh. I think be careful was it. That was the mic drop for me. That was the, <laughs> my heart's pounding, my adrenaline's pumping, it's over. I'm mm-hmm. going to remove myself from the room in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, the curtain fell. Maybe before that. Maybe it was him. He started to say something and cut him his own self off and stopped it and just. I think that would have. I think I that would have escalated me. Escalated. Escalated. Ex- no, he, he did that for sure. After? He started maybe. to say something back to you and stopped mid-word. And- Either way, I just before people started to call CPS, I wanted to put some context <laughs> to it. Um, this wasn't a screaming match. Yeah. But you that's the first time that you've said that in, in the me context, the mm-hmm. bullying thing. Like, we've talked about it. Um, it's clear that Leilani takes that. It es- escalates her emotions quickly. But you would never put it in context of me or in uh, your dad or parenting being um, construed as bullying. And I thought that made a lot of sense. And it was something that got me thinking. And so what what do you think needs to happen there, whether it's me adapting and changing parenting style or more communication or the like what what do you what do you think needs to be done differently? So, I mean, just to clarify, I hadn't thought about it in the specifics of just being you. Um, It wasn't until we talked about it and you started conversing and asking me some things that I realized, you know, and came to all these conclusions as I was saying them to you. Um, Leilani will let a lot of things slide, but if she feels like someone's being picked on, she won't. She'll escalate really quickly. Anyone. Herself, yeah. a sibling, a stranger, yeah. just period. Shouldn't play that. Yeah. Um, Eden got upset about it, too. She just kind of got sad and went to her room and stayed by herself for the rest of the night. And I was like, why is this affecting everybody? Do you think that with somebody that's not involved and doesn't have the same history of like Leilani's super passionate. Um, do you think that for Eden, it was just like a, oh, this is tense. I'm going to excuse myself and, and disappear for the rest of the night. Um, I think it was more than that. She was real sad. Because stuff like this doesn't happen super often. I don't know. Maybe three times in the three years we've been together. But, and plenty of parenting goes on. But I don't, I don't disagree that it affects the whole room. Mm-hmm. And for a significant amount of time you're gonna get somewhere bro <laughs> there's no couch why don't you want to go sit in that chair out? no he's fine i don't necessarily want him bumping into your mic stand <laughs> repeatedly but he can move around um i don't know what i was saying but it 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 does affect the room mm-hmm. so i mean is there yeah i don't know i mean i feel like in those moments where like there, there's probably a more effective way to communicate to vents that 
you're 14 and don't say whatever to me. But I feel like it's a, a, a decent job of like not yelling and screaming and not throwing stuff and not punching holes. And, you know, it's nothing crazy. It's just a, it's a warning. But in my most stern, cool, calm and collected voice. I think it's important, one, for our kids to know you can't disrespect adults, authority figures, people you need to respect. You can't you can't talk to them that way. And two, to know when people are standing their ground on their own boundaries, um, when it's not completely irrational, which that wasn't. That was, like you said, a warning, like, hey, this is where my limit is, and I think they need to be able to recognize that in anybody if they're going to survive in this world. We do have, I don't want to call them issues, but like they're, I, <clears throat> I don't do a fantastic job of making um, communication clear. Like oftentimes the kids misunderstand that I'm not playing around because I make a joke of most things. That is all. Yeah. I think we also established that your mood was because we were on yeah. n- not not the best of terms. Did you tell her we were recording? Come know. in. Yes, you're correct. So we and we had been we'd been rocky for a minute, you know, back mm-hmm. and forth, hot and cold, making up, resolving conflict, but probably not fully resolving it. And then getting back into the swing of things and then the little, little smallest little thing would. I use words like set one of us off. We're not ever set off, but it would it would slip back into this disruptive. Um, I can't read your thoughts kind of mood or, or mindset. Yeah, it's the weird. It's the weirdest things because. We're on this slippery slope where, um, you know, I don't know. Are we good? I think we're good, but I can't really tell. And then you do something like, uh, I can't think of an example right now. So I'll do something like go to sleep in bed with pants on. And that's a sign to you that I don't like you right now. And I want you to stay away from me. Yeah. It's not always meant that way, but. Oh, it's not? No. I thought you were affirming that I'm understanding it correctly. No, no. <laughs> the thicker the pants, the further I stay. So if it's like a yoga pant versus a, if it's a sweat pant, game over, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> so then why do you do it if it's not to to send that message? If me wearing sleeves is not to send a message, then then what is it? What are we doing? It starts with something you do that makes me think you don't like me like we're or you're tired of me or I'm annoying you. And then I am feeling self-conscious and I don't want to be vulnerable. I'm going to close the door when I pee <laughs> and put pants on because I don't feel comfortable enough to be half naked the choice of pant is irrelevant. It's actually, it's usually what does he like my butt in? Cause that's what I'm going to wear. 
<laughs> maybe that'll turn things around. Well, and I, I did kind of say it backwards because it's not, it's not put sleeves on when you're upset. It's really wear sleeveless when you're upset. So it's similar. It's the same thing. It's like, what can I do? When I when I change for the shower, I'm gonna leave the door open and I'm gonna pull my shirt off. You know when you, how you like cross your arms and then you mm-hmm. pull it up over your head like some sort of commercial. I'm gonna do all those moves just mm-hmm. to show you what you're missing out on. <laughs> and you do. We had a good talk in the RV, and I think we resolved a lot of conflict that probably for the last couple months has been looming. And not that we haven't had discussions in a couple of months, but I feel like we haven't had a that good of a discussion in a while yeah it's a good one i wish i could remember more of it my phone is going absolutely insane turn on silent bro it is it's my two computers over there that are not (laughs) what were we talking about in the rv do you remember um we talked about the voice raising and why the kids don't receive that well we talked about um how we want to over communicate but when it gets to something adverse it's really scary to start that conversation oh yeah that was part of it too it was um it was something simple like uh i was working from the rv so I had my little desk station set up right in front of the TV, which is in between the couch, the, the pull-out bed couch and the chairs where two kids were going to be sleeping. Um, and then a miscommunication, like I didn't, I made a suggestion, maybe the two kids that wake up early should sleep out here, but I didn't go further into why I didn't over communicate why I felt that way or the things that that I thought would benefit me working doing it that way and you read the situation completely differently like let's have the two sleeping kids be in the living room so you thought that you were doing it in everyone's best interest and I had a strong preference that I didn't make clear so it was it was that type of thing that that we decided okay well then yes, we we do really need to be over-communicating and even more so than we thought we did because I can make that preference more clear and even give the why and not just feel disrespected and uncared for when that when it doesn't end up that way. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. I thought we... I thought, let's put the two older kids in there because they sleep in and them staying asleep will bother you less. Um, You just didn't want two kids sleeping on either side of you while you were working and would have rather had the early risers in there. Um, But the kids were talking about it amongst themselves, talking about switching places um, and started to kind of argue about it. And I was trying to put that to rest but you thought I was dismissing what you wanted when I didn't know what you wanted. Um, yeah. And then you, (laughs) and then while I was like raising my voice at the kids, trying to get them to stop arguing, you raised your voice at me. Barely, barely. But for me, it was like, what? 
you don't you don't you're you're very sensitive to that and that's not a bad thing that's something that i know that i recognize um and i probably don't do a good enough job avoiding it or not doing it you are you're I noticed it when we were dating and it was, it was a, uh, well, you yelled at me and our, our definitions, uh, our definitions of yelling were off. And I thought that that wasn't even close. Like that was kind of how I'm talking to you right now. And Whoa. <laughs> well, because when I get in that tasky mode and I'm like, da, 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 we need this. We need to do this. We need to go here. It's more harsh to you than it is to me. And you've learned now that a lot of that is just me being in work mode. It's me um, coordinating and, and dishing out, quote unquote, orders and, and delegating and organizing and getting getting shit done. And then a level beyond that, you would call yelling and I, I would not. So this is an important epiphany because you working with this business and trying to build, you know, easier procedures from the ground up has put you in that mode da, 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 more often more often and then it's hard for you to get out of that mode so you come at me like that and i'm like but i'm but i'm the light of your life why yeah. are you not why are you not babying me yeah and it <laughs> is it and I, the i love the job i love the company i love everything i'm doing on a day-to-day basis but it it is definitely more difficult. My brain doesn't stop thinking about it when I shut down the computer at the end of the day. Um, because like, you love it. Yeah, like like it has in the past. So I think that's the um, the catch-22. Uh, is it who, who says, uh, do what you, what's that country song? You can buy dirt. Luke Bryan, is he the one that says, wait, is that the one, sips of coffee, he poured this wisdom out? Same one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What's the line about do what you love and call it? Oh, that's it. Do what you <laughs> love and call it work, right? <laughs> that's it. So when you find that, huh, I'm Luke Bryan. When you find <laughs> that, it for me at least, it's harder. It's hard to, to shut that down because I, I talk to you about it all the time. Before, I would really just talk to you about, about my job when either something terribly wrong was happening or – there was like a major breakthrough. Hey, I did X, Y, and Z today and it blah, blah, blah. It was awesome because of this. Now I'm doing that shit every single day. And it's like, Hey, this was the breakthrough today, or this was the drama today, or this, this is something that I recognize that I need to completely change in the future today. Or this is the plane ticket that I booked us today because we have to travel and do this, this, and this. And there's a lot more of it. So yes, I'm agreeing with you. I am in that tasky work brain mode more often, and you're, I'm not giving you that like delicate touch that, that I typically do. And I can feel that, um, that disconnect there. Mm-hmm. I come from a place where I've had to be a hard ass, and that's been very good to me. So when you softened me up, and then and then went into this mode where you're not even harsh with me just like you said not as delicate um it makes me feel absolutely ridiculous that i need that from you yeah well and it it makes you feel like i don't like you 
And that's probably a lot of what the last couple months have been about. Not, not that it's on you, but like, it doesn't make it easier when we're having conflict and I'm not doing the things that I've done historically to make you aware that you are liked. Then that's hard. Mm-hmm. A lot of those things you still do. Yeah, just not not as often. Like I've definitely in the past month, I've been work has been more on my mind. I've been more distracted with work. You don't get a lot of that like lovey dovey. Not that you don't, but you know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. enough of it to where not last night or the night before it was like, oh, you're gonna reward me with sex because I come from a place. <clears throat> I come from a place where sex is earned, and so. When I recognized that night that I hadn't been that delicate beefcake of a man and you were still wanting some D, (laughs) it was weird to me. And we had a discussion about reward system. Yeah. And then I got rewarded two nights in a row. (laughs) (laughs) I think my bar for um, how I need to be treated used to be like down there where the dog is and then you raised it way up and then so you raise the bar up here and then when you're performing like here for some reason i'm like what did i do wrong for those of you listening and not watching on youtube that bar went from the floor to (laughs) about six inches above her head and then dropped back down to about eye level (laughs) so it's dropped a little bit (laughs) And that's not something that I want you to adapt to or change. And I think that's probably what you would do. You would, you would, you would adapt to it. I treated you and, and treat you the way that you deserve to be treated as my wife and think that that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. And not that we can't have sex when the day has not gone that way, but I don't want you to think that that's just the expectation. Still plan on treating you like a little princess <laughs> as often as possible. You're real good at it. Thanks. I have a problem with um, when there is conflict or adversity, I want to know what I did wrong or what I can do to fix it. Like I want to know where my actions make this better. Yeah. Stop it. So I go between like, do I just harden up and be like, you know, this isn't this isn't how I need to be treated. I need to be treated better. I deserve to be babied all the time. Or do I do I just get over it and be like, oh, my gosh, that's not how life is. Those expectations are way too high for you. Neither. What if, what if there was a third option that was like, I recognize that for this to be happening, it means that he's got a lot going on and it's not personal. It's not anything that I can adapt to, but how can I bring this to his attention that this is the way I'm feeling in this moment? Mm -hmm. And then we have one of these discussions that inevitably ends in sex
What do you got there? Here? I got a random Facebook message from a girl I went to high school with that I haven't talked to in 20 years that said she loves the podcast. And it made me start wondering, like, I wonder if it would be fun. Ugh, I hate It made me start wondering, like, I wonder. <laughs> it made me... Like, <laughs> Blake. Um, do you... Stop. If we should be interviewing people, the reason that she reached out is because she has a blended family. Um, and all I said back was, like, glad you like it. We've, we're doing more episodes and being more active, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just made me wonder. And we had talked about interviewing people, and then we went out of our way to set up two additional chairs. Are you Spider-Man? <laughs> two additional chairs here to interview people. So I'd really, really, really like to have other couples sitting here that we could be talking to about their struggles. And, and yeah, I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think that's great, too. I have recently um, met someone Tell me more. <laughs> What's his name? I have recently gained a teammate at work. Uh-huh. It's a girl. Uh-huh. It's a woman. Oh, yeah? Anyways, um, my friend Laramie. And when we finally had like a slow day where we could just sit and talk about our lives, we had a ridiculous amount of things in common. And all I could think was, man, this would be really cool to be having this conversation on a mic. Yeah. And, you know, just, I don't know. One of those, you get into a deep, deep conversation really quickly. Yeah. When you thought it'd be cool to have this conversation on a mic, did you take a step back and think, who am I? Who am I turning into? What is this? (laughs) No. No. I do that all the time. (laughs) Earlier we were up here talking um, and just having a a real conversation. And I think this is more real. Right here in these chairs. Yeah, right here in these chairs. I think this is a more real version of this podcast. We don't, I've got talking points, but I don't have like pre-prepared anything. And I've got, I had two main points when I came. Anyway, point being, we talked, we were having a good conversation and we, we were just like, we'd like to have more of these on mic. But for years, I've thought that, man, I wish I would have had that conversation on the microphone. And it, and then I'm like, well, that that's weird. I can't live my whole life with a mic. I'm, I'm not a reporter. You know, I don't have a recorder in my pocket. But it would be nice because of the other podcasts having that content. It would be having someone follow me around like you did earlier and take pictures of me teaching your dad how to uh, testosterone and how to load syringes and inject and then injecting him and waving the alcohol bye bye on his tummy on his tum-tum before, you know, those, (laughs) I appreciate having that. Um, Even if they weren't the most flattering pictures, it's nice to have all that recorded because then that is, that is content for me, you know? So thank you. Those were hot pictures. I was wearing that ripped up shirt. You literally can't see it. You have one hole in the back. It flows in the breeze. It's like a (laughs) a, a size and a half too big. It's not a, it's not a good thing. Uh, I want to point out something that I think is absolutely precious that you do, uh, that our family absolutely adores. And I'm listening. I think I had started taking, not taking it for granted, but like it had started to lose its effect. And then Natalie was over the other night and she said, this is adorable or this, whatever, so sweet. 
but the movie nights, the themed movie nights that you put on are crazy amazing and the kids ask for them constantly. So go ahead. Thank you, Pinterest. Yeah. So we're watching, like we would watch Aladdin and Kayla would make baklava and magic carpet s'mores or whatever. I don't even know what it was. And sparkle glitter drinks from goblets, whatever Aladdin would be drinking and like this whole meal and dessert and beverage thing that like fits with the movie. And we've done it, I don't know, three or four times, right? Yeah. Our family appreciates it. Thank you. It's a real special treat. It is unbelievably stressful. And I don't know why, because these kids don't care what foods go with what movie. You could give them water and put glitter in it and they'll be ecstatic. They like the glitter. They like the fact that they get to typically typically eat more sweets than they would. Yeah. And they like that we're watching a movie. They do. and But I feel the need to make it match up and to be watching the movie and say, oh, see here, there's there's where that thing came from. Yeah, I know. Nobody I'm not even thinking on that, that level. It doesn't, for me, it doesn't go beyond, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, Aladdin, we're eating like Mediterranean. There's a magic carpet and baklava. That, it ends there, you know. Mm. We also introduced all of our children to the Mighty Ducks trilogy recently. Mm -hmm. That was life-changing. <laughs> they liked it. Uh -huh. See, there's another note about my friend Laramie. She and her husband wore Mighty Ducks jerseys to church yesterday. The Anaheim Mighty Ducks or the no. movie, the green? He had the green one and she had the white one. But the white one... Is from the last movie. Right, but, but I believe that was that's a real hockey team's jersey that they adapted because they... So the Mighty Ducks came out one and two... And then somewhere in between two and three, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks became a team. So what my question to you is, were, were they wearing Mighty Ducks 2 Ducks jerseys, or were, one or two, or were they wearing the third movie? Because then it might just be an NHL jersey. Well, if you would have let me finish, I was going to say that they were wearing them for our At the Movies series. My question stands. Were they Mighty Ducks jerseys or were they Anaheim Ducks jerseys? Natalie thought the movie, they were, they movie were Mighty dinner Ducks. was cute. They were Mighty Ducks jerseys. Last week they all wore Super Mario outfits. Lilani got in her first accident. Yeah. She <laughs> oh, crashed gosh. up her car. We were having such a like good mood family night. The kids wanted to go ride together and go pick up dinner. Just gotten back from camping. So we were in a good mood because we had worked through all that stuff. And um, all four kids wanted to ride together. Which is rare. Pick up food. They were in a great mood. And some jerk rear-ended them. Crashed them up. Crashed them up. She called and said... Mother, I just got in a wreck, and we both, like, jumped up off the couch and got our keys while still talking to her and rushed over there. Yep. And you beat him to a pulp. Beat him, beat him right to a pulp. <laughs> no, he was a super nice guy. 
he's definitely going to try to file it on our insurance. And I talked to our insurance today and they're like, which is typical. They're like, yeah, it's going to be, you're going to need to file with them. So, and I had already done that anyway, but mm-hmm. just waiting on a call from the other, the, the guy's insurance to go over what happened and figure out what we're going to do. Yeah. And I don't think that, um, I don't think we're painting a clear picture of what that looks like to know that all four of your kids were in a car and then she calls and says, we just got in a wreck. And then it was complete. It was just adrenaline. So I could tell it was for you. And so I was wanting to match that go, you know, driving, passing cars on the, the one lane highway, two lane highway for you. She, she, to me, she called and said, we're fine. And that was all I needed. So then it was just like, let me get there as quickly as reasonably possible to help her through this situation. But I didn't even process or think of, um, their emotional state so much. Like when we got there, the two little girls were actively crying and that's not Mm -hmm. something Spider-Man again, (laughs) that's not something that I had thought of. So like I played off of your emotion and I'm glad I did because they did need us. They were not hurt, but they did need us emotionally. Yeah. I'm glad, you know, we talked beforehand and it's no secret that you do all of the adult things and the responsible things in this relationship. So I was like, Hey, you why do don't you, night, though. <laughs> I do fun things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was like, Hey, you handle this guy in this insurance stuff and I'll, comfort the kids yep. and you were on board. Thank goodness. Yeah. I don't know how to do that comforting thing so much. I I pull up and I'm like, you good. You good. Why y'all crying? (laughs) I'm not great at it. You you didn't ask anyone why they were crying. I didn't want to know. I'll (laughs) never ask anyone why they're crying. (laughs) Boy, why are you crying? Um, So we were on To Be Better, world-famous podcast um, for hormone stuff. Well, they're for relationship stuff, but mm-hmm. we were on there because of hormone stuff. Uh, we're going back this week to do more content with them and to get some of uh, the Matrix medical staff involved in content, but it's not why I'm bringing it up. We... Mentioned something, you mentioned something the first time, the last time we recorded with them about uh, you telling me that I haven't winked at you in a while, me saying something to the effect of, and now my eyes are worn out from winking because you mentioned it, something that you needed, and I delivered. Mm -hmm. And I've seen in multiple platforms where people have said, what if I ask and they don't? do it. They don't deliver. They don't give me what I'm asking for. Yeah. So that's, um, a really good question. I think it's got to go further though. One, uh, well, first of all, there was one lady who said, what if I'm asking, I ask him to compliment me more. And he says, it's awkward, you know, for him to do that. And I said, well, that's how it was when Brandon and I started talking about sex, I'm not a person who's talked about it sex. Was? Yes, you know that. I told you it was really awkward for me. 
and but you wanted that and needed you're welcome to talk through that and so what you did is just like you started doing it more and then it became less awkward to me give me an example of what you're talking about when i would say like hey i like that Mm -hmm. oh okay yes when we would talk through specifics can you imagine never having done that though yeah because that's how i lived my life until you but now that you haven't lived your life that way, can you imagine what it would have been like? Yes, you still can? Yeah. You don't think it's better because we do? I know it's better because we do. So what But I'm I wouldn't s- have known what I was missing, I guess. I'm not asking you to literally dissect the question. <laughs> what I'm saying is now that you see how good our sex is, aren't you glad that we do that? So glad. Yeah. I'm so I'm not happy. yelling. <laughs> Um, no, I, I don't know what you said. You said (laughs) there needs to be more to that. Um, oh, because some people were like, well, what if I'm telling him and he's, he's not, he just refuses to do it. And it's like, well, one, what are you telling him to do? And why do you need that so badly? Yeah, I definitely think that there's... Not not that it's not okay to ask for, just first of all. Yeah. I think it. there's a couple of different parts to it. It. I would want to know, how are you asking? I would want to know, how is your partner um, interpreting how you're asking? Are they feeling inadequate because of it? Because Chris, when, when we were ta- having that conversation, he said when... Peaches, his wife, does something like that to him. He takes it as um, motivation to step up his game. Like he is he is lacking in somewhere. And that is, for the most part, most of the time, that's the way that, well, in any time in the way that you asked, that's how I would take it too. Like, oh, shit, she's right. I do need to step up my game. Or some coworker that you're meeting is going to come in and, and swoop you away from me. So... Yeah, I think that's part of it. But but when are you asking and how are you asking and how is your husband or wife interpreting it is important. Yeah. And um, also, why do they have a hard time doing it? I've said that before. You've said what? I've said, I don't really know how. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. I've mm-hmm. been that guy. I've used that line. Um, and it was. I think the reality of my situation at that time was that the person that was needing things from me was never going to be pleased. So it was, it was, it was just a whole weird, weird situation. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. That's why, that that's why I think it's important to get to the root of why do you need this specific thing that you're asking for? Yeah. I forgot what else I was going to say. Oh, also, taking into account the fact that if you're 10, 12, 15 years into a marriage and you haven't done this, there's got to be some backtracking. There's got to be some healing. Like you think, you may think just because you don't over communicate that there's nothing wrong with your marriage and maybe, maybe not wrong with it, but it could be better, right? Or you wouldn't be asking in the first place for something yeah. more. So there's got to be some type of healing from the years of 
I don't know, scar tissue that have built up. That I wish you saw. Academists know it all. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, you, you can't expect, you know, if you if you've been married for 15 years and you've never said, hey, wink at me or winking at you is something he stopped when he was dating you before you got married and you haven't continued dating after you got married, then you can't you can't hit somebody with a you don't wink at me anymore and expect them to interpret that in a oh well, yeah you're right i i haven't winked at you in 15 years let me get right on that but because we are fresh and we are um making a conscious effort or making an effort to keep those things around in our relationship it is much easier for me to interpret it as you're right it's been a month well, let me do it or you're right i haven't squeezed your butt since yesterday let me get some <laughs> And that's how we keep that um, playful intimacy around. Yeah. The the other edge of the sword, sword, <laughs> the other edge of the sword is the reception. Like if you, if I ask you to wink at me and then you wink at me and I give you like this giddy little giggle or, I mean, just make it clear but yes, that's what I was looking for. Thank you so much for putting in that effort. And not a, well, not now that I've asked for it <laughs> no, type no. response. No, right? Don't do that. But I think that would be typical. I want this sure. from you, given this. Well, I don't want it now that I've asked. Like that's, well, not now. You know, that's a good, that's, I think that's a realistic response that would go poorly. Mm-hmm. Because I right. played right into that typical dude here. Here's the wink, and you could have taken it there, and then it would have just died right then. It wouldn't have been a topic on a podcast. It wouldn't have been a second topic on a second podcast. We Mm -hmm. wouldn't be addressing it. Not even that, but, I mean, it would have torn you down a little bit. Right, yeah. And then that just continues. Uh Uh-huh. And then the next time you have a request like that, I'm probably not going to do it. Mm -hmm. You ask me at least twice a month to grab your butt. (laughs) <laughs> and I love it. So I think like in in terms of being a guy, I think it starts right there. If your woman is asking you to do something like grab her butt or wink at her or hold her hand a certain way, just why don't you like doing that? <laughs> I'll squeeze your butt whenever you want. I I don't ask you as much anymore. And the only reason is because you do it more on your own. Because you trained me like a dog. I appreciate that. (laughs) Good boy. (laughs) You rewarded me with butt squeezes. (laughs) What else is new? How are you feeling about this trip? We're leaving in one and one half days. Again, for the second week in a row. To be gone for four days. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I was having a lot of mom guilt about it. And then Leilani was like, you guys should go. We've got this. I and think. Now I sorry. feel great about it. I think as long as we keep Faye, uh, our youngest, with her mom, I think the other three are. Vince and Leilani are at ages where they, they're like, yeah, leave us alone for a few days. Mm-hmm. Eden. 
the mom and papa living in the country and her getting to have that one-on-one time is is a new thing. So I think we've got a little bit of time. My point is I think that they really enjoy themselves when we're out of town like normal kids would. Mm-hmm. And these kids may not have in the past, but I think they're they're enjoying it. They're at ages where they like it now. So if we did it every other week, it would be a problem. But this is the third time ever. I think it works out. Yeah. I will say I think our kids like us around a lot more than most teenagers. Yeah. I don't disagree. Most of them. Yeah. So when they're like, yeah, go go do this. It's a good opportunity. And don't worry, we've got this. I'll, Leilani's like, I'll get Vince to football camp and whatever. It's it's so um, bittersweet to yeah. be like, what? You don't want me to stay here? You don't want me to be the one to drop you at football camp? But then also like, yeah, we're raising good humans who yeah. know how to live their lives. One time my mom went out of town to Mexico and she left me at the house. I don't remember how long, four days, five days, something like that. And I had a big party at the house. How old were you? 17. Mm-hmm. I had a big party and um, <laughs> Charlie Garcia's mom found out about it and she we didn't have cell phones. I mean, we did, but like she probably didn't even have a cell phone. Like the home phone we had had for 20 years, the cell phone was a year old and nobody knew that number. Right. So she left mm-hmm. a, a voicemail on the while we were actively partying. <laughs> Left a voicemail on the answering machine, and Charlie came out there. My mom just called, uh, and I'm like, delete, no, no problem, you know. And nothing ever came of that. Mm. Yeah. Considering your mom's, uh, she would have been fine with it. Demeanor that was real ballsy of you. No, because that's the kind of thing that she probably would have been cool with. <laughs> I got caught smoking drugs uh, at 15 years old. Smoking, smoking the first time and last time for years that I ever smoked weed and got caught with the Coke can up to my mouth by a friend's mom. And she opened the sliding glass door and I threw it into the bushes. And I mean, I was, she knew. So I had to tell my mom that and she was totally cool with it. But brought home a B in GT English in sixth grade and she just walloped me. Is that a, is that a word? wallop yeah romped on me Mm. anyway little party story but Mm -hmm. how kids aside how are you feeling with it emotionally and like i am excited about it i am excited to get the content done with the specialist the matrix specialist i'm excited to have them interviewed by chris and chris Uh, i'm excited to talk with chris and chris again but i'm still emotionally tired from the last trip and I know that this will be a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. So how are you? Well, uh, and just let me reiterate, I don't do any of the adult things. So booking trips, places to stay, rental cars, flights, that's all you getting all your equipment together, um, making sure specialist schedules are worked out so that they can come record all you. I feel like I'm along for the ride and I'm really enjoying that feeling. Huh. It sounds like you probably thought I was going with a negative there, but I'm 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 digging it. I feel like you are doing this whirlwind thing and I'm just like Pocahontas colors of the wind. Yeah. 
Take me somewhere fun. <laughs> But I'm your biggest cheerleader. So the fact that you get to uh, get so much done and people are on board and other people, when other people see in you what I see in you, it makes me really excited because I'm like, yes, you guys made the right move (laughs) by giving this man so much power. You guys made the right move by rearranging things and sitting down to talk with him and you, you make things happen. Thank you. And it's so hot. Sometimes I make things happen three or four times. <laughs> uh, it's nice to hear you say that because so, you know, we had a scheduling miscommunication with this trip. I thought I was waiting on Chris to confirm. He thought that he had already confirmed. So, you know, and I told you and Ken last Thursday or Friday I, I'm waiting on him to confirm. I'm already getting a little antsy about it because I already feel like it's a trip. You know, it's, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It's five days away. I already would have liked to have booked it yesterday. Well, fast forward to Mon- Sunday before he actually confirmed. I just texted him because I watched one of his Patreon videos and it said, Brandon and Kayla are coming back Thursday to do blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, hold on. So I texted him and said, hey, are we just doing me, you, Peaches, and Kayla? Um, do we want to try to do this? And he was like, yeah, I thought I thought we were doing that. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So it's a big scramble at that point to get everything scheduled and get the Jeep Wrangler rented that you've demanded. And just kidding. Uh, <laughs> get, the, get the car rented and the hotel and the flights and all that stuff. And, and then we need an Airbnb because this – couple is driving up from an hour and a half away with all of their equipment to to film and and they're legit like they have legitimate production and he does really great things with you know four camera angles and blah 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 so it's a big to do mm-hmm. it is nice to hear you say that you're there for it because part of my stress is where are you in all of this mentally so thank you for that Let's whirlwind. Yeah. I can handle more of it if I know you're okay through it. And I can paint with all the colors of the (laughs) wind, of your whirlwind. Yeah. (laughs) Not to say that I want to do it again next week. Um, I I would like a little little break, especially with the kids going back to school. We got to get back to school ready. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, We should start that. Yeah. And, but, but I could see this becoming, we were talking earlier, like a monthly thing and, um, either with them or with, you know, other people. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. So I think last time it was a bit daunting, like, man, to be better, they're big time. What is this going to be like? 1.8 million TikTok followers between the two of them. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's more than that. I think that's just one of them. He has 1.1. She has 700 and something thousand. That's so much. 1.8. So, yeah, so a little daunting. And then it really hit me on the way to their house, and I was um, a little tiny bit of a nervous wreck inside my brain. And then we got there and just started talking and (laughs) chill, and I was like, these are our kind of people. And that is so rare with me. uh, Yeah, I think with both of us, and that's why we always can make, 
can legitimately make that joke about how we don't have any friends. Yeah. But, you know, he, his thought process is so much like yours. And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys can talk and, and y'all have been talking about things that are way over my head that you fixate on. They're not over your head. You, You just, you don't have the, the time or desire to, we're not talking about rocket science, you know, (laughs) we're talking about the way that we think through things and can't stop our brains from thinking about light placement and camera placement and microphone. And I mean, look, this is a, (laughs) this is a rigged up situation here and we want there to be a fix for it. And just constantly thinking about that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, He made a comment on one of his videos that, you know, yeah, I really like him. I think he likes me too, unless he was just being polite. And I'm, I'm a polite guy, but I'm not capable of faking a relationship. Like I'm socially awkward enough to where if I'm having a genuine conversation with you, it's genuine because I don't have the skill set to do good conversation, period, and especially don't have the skill set to fake good conversation. Yeah. Oh, no, you do. You're mm-hmm. such a good converser. La, la, la. <laughs> nope. There was another point that I was going to make kidding. about them, too. I don't remember what it was. What were you saying? Um, I mean, it was just a it was a, a breath of fresh air to have that genuine connection right off the bat. You guys research things abundantly. Um, yeah. Me and Peaches both seem to be completely not only content, but um, abundantly happy being your support system and, you know, doing what we can to lift you guys up. Yeah. That's just, uh, some people would think of it as taking a back seat, but I think of it as being your number one cheerleader and that is fulfilling to me. So, and she seems to share that sentiment with Chris. So it's, it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I remember what it was. You said nervous. I was, I started getting super nervous too. The day before, the day of, sometime, especially the drive down, we're listening to some of their podcasts, and and I we went to dinner, and I'm like, what if he what if he asks some question that I don't know? He hasn't even sent me any talking points or any questions, which, you know, Chris, by the way, is customary whenever you're doing a podcast, <laughs> but it works for him, yeah. And and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna tell the the specialist, don't expect it, you're not gonna get it, <laughs> and it works this way. He doesn't bring anything written to the table. And you will have one of the best conversations you'll ever have in your life because of that. Um, But I'm getting nervous at that point. And I say to you, what if he asks something that I don't know the answer to? So the first thing, you know, as soon as he sits down, sits us down in the chair is he says, what do you want to talk about? And I basically said, I don't want to talk about testosterone. (laughs) Which is your thing. (laughs) Which is why I was there in the first place. Your podcast (laughs) is called... All things testosterone. <laughs> and and I think he took, I know he took it that way. And I didn't say I don't want to talk about testosterone, but I did say something like, you know, I don't want to really get um, super deep into TRT uh, scientific questions or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what, what he took that to mean was like, we're not talking about medical anything ever. By the way, I really appreciated the way that he was willing to respect that boundary, even though it was a bit of a misunderstood boundary. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I got it. Anything on that fly, you, even if you say it on accident, tell me and we'll cut it. And on the fly, he was willing to not talk to the testosterone guy about anything testosterone related. <laughs> and, and, and we had a great conversation. And I had to go back and say, 
I didn't mean it the way that it sounded. I just meant, you know, um, don't ask me something that's going to make me sound or feel stupid. But the reality is that I do this all day, every day. I've done this for 10 to 12 years, all most, most days, almost all day. Like I know my stuff, mm-hmm. but I was still scared that he was going to ask me some super crazy hypothetical question about ratios of testosterone to estradiol to hematocrit. And then I was just going to be like camera dumbfounded. (laughs) Yeah. I did try to say that to you, you know, on the way there, you're like, what if he asked me something that. Yes, you did. I don't know. And I was like, that's ridiculous. And I appreciated that. But what people don't realize is that I get removed from a lot of the TRT 101 questions and answers. And then I actually have to think about the answer or the question because it's been so long since I've answered it. So I would have just wanted to br- I should have just brushed up on some TRT 101 knowledge. It's been a long time. I think thinking about the answer is probably a good approach. Yes. I was thinking about my answer. <laughs> So, yeah, so what I was saying is you thought you were going to be inadequate, and I was like, that's ridiculous. You are so smart. You know tons of things. You're always answering people's questions. There's no way that uh, someone who, you know, is a treatment recipient is going to know more than you. And then it surprised me how much he knew. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you still weren't dumbfounded. or Well, because he's a researcher. Because he's a researcher, much like yourself. Yeah. I I was camera dumbfounded because I actually he he said how comfortable are you talking about semaglutide or he called it semiglutide and I said not not comfortable <laughs> that's not true it's not true he asked me a question that I knew the answer to and I was nervous enough that I was like let me phone a friend <laughs> and I called Ken and I I don't need that answer I know what it does. I know I know that it manipulates insulin levels and that insulin is the main cause of PCOS and that by manipulating insulin levels you're going to help with peace. I know that answer, but I was I was nervous and I was like I need to call somebody. And I did and I'm I'm glad I did because hearing Ken say it reminded me. It 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 brought me back into this I'm being an idiot. I got this. Mm-hmm. That was the most basic answer ever. That's all I got. Yeah. Thank you.